The NFL Gambling Podcast Week 2 Recap Show and Week 4 Look Ahead Lines on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use the promo code SGBN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit up to $100. And finally, but not least, uh, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame app or visit uh, HOFBets.com. Use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome back to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, September the 18th, moving along in the National Football League. We got a doubleheader tonight uh, before we completely move on to week three. But before we do so, we got to recap all this fun action from yesterday. And uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Ryan McIntyre, a.k.a. Moneyline Mac, and join each and every week. Uh, you guys know him from all the old-fashioned football he is J-Mark Football. J-Mark, what is going on, brother? First of all, I like your hat. Very Thank nice. Thank you. Eat shit you, pit, uh, baby. <laughs> were you singing along to Sweet Caroline this weekend? I think I started it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> me, me and 60,000 other Crazy Mountaineer fans. Uh, as you can tell, my voice is not probably 100% right now. Still start, <laughs> finally uh, got it back a little bit this morning. Well, definitely was a rough uh, turnaround after that that crazy weekend. I, I, I think my liver needs a break for about a year or so. But, yeah, great weekend. And, obviously, the skins get in the win column, too, 2-0. and oh. I don't want to tell too much because I know you had a tough Sunday. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what caught your eye yesterday before we dive into each game-by-game recaps? Yeah, I was going to say my voice is hoarse, and I wasn't even at a game. I was just screaming <laughs> at the TV, yeah. um, trying to figure out what the hell the Bears are doing, only running the ball with Khalil Herbert nine times. I just feel like they're trying to overcoach Fields. Um, yeah, it's been it's shitty to be a Bears fan right now, and I've for probably one of the first times in a long time, I'm no longer like that hopeful fan. I'm just like, yeah, we're going to suck this year. It's going to be a shit year. It is what yeah. it is. Um, but no, there were a lot of good games. I mean, we had two overtime games. The Seahawks Lions again, a back and forth, high scoring thing, just like last year. That was interesting. Um, some key injuries. I I mean, I think Anthony Richardson will be fine, but he had that concussion and Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania came in and did just fine. So that was interesting. Um and then of course the Giants with their big comeback yeah. against the the shitty Cardinals, keeping my bet alive of Cardinals last team to win a game. 
I thought that was over for sure. Wish I would have live bet the Giants. I was driving and I saw the score flash on my phone. I'm like, damn it, I would, I should, nah, I better not reach over there and mess with my phone. So, <laughs> um, missed out on that. But yeah, it was a it was a good weekend of football minus the Bears. I. I got in on it uh, ten to one at halftime because I was like, man, they you got to think the Giants are going to get it going eventually. And then you know the Cardinals—they're openly tanking. So able to get in, I got in on on it for you. I'll buy some whiskey for the uh, for next weekend. <laughs> I say I, I need a break, but you know I'll do it's Groundhog Day. I'll do it all over again. There you uh, go. Let's start. Let's start at Thursday night where Philadelphia got it done over the Minnesota Vikings, thirty-four twenty-eight. Um. This this was a weird game. I feel like it, it, obviously the backdoor cover hits. Um, yeah. Kirk Cousins known for his backdoor cover. Not really sure why Sirianni didn't go for two when it when when they extended the lead from what twenty seven twenty one. I think you would think you would go for two there to push it to a fourteen point game. Uh, obviously the over hit here. Um, what were your takeaways from from this Thursday night game? The the problem with like doing the show on a Monday is it's like. I got to remember what the hell happened in that Thursday because I've been watching football for the last set of 48 hours straight. What the Thursday that feels like a month ago. Yeah, no kidding. Um, both these teams feel just a little bit fraudulent so far to me. Yeah. I mean, we saw the Eagles, they won against the Patriots week one, but it wasn't necessarily impressive this week. Downer Swift was impressive, but aside from that, I mean, a couple big plays to Devonta Smith and that's it. The Vikings have a comeback and basically garbage time. I mean, they need to figure their shit out too, if they want to be competitive, but we kind of called that at the beginning of the year about how, you know, they got so lucky last year that they're not going to have that same luck rolling. And it's obvious now they're losing two close games. They don't have that same luck. Uh, I guess this one wasn't very close, but the last week was. Um, they're not going to have that same luck. And it, it'll be interesting. Now Eagles dealing with multiple injuries on defense. Um, I think their defense was already struggling a little bit with the coordinator change. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can bounce back from that. Uh, yeah, I think the main thing why the Vikings were on the short end of this, they lose the turnover battle four to one, too. So, mm -hmm. obviously, the Justin Jefferson, um, the, the, the fumble out of the end zone at the end of the first half was a dagger. I think you touched on it, too, with, with the Eagles. Like last year, they were on the right side of the injuries. They, I felt like they were pretty fortunate. It's kind of swinging back, and they're getting the injury bug early. Uh, in, in the Vikings own or 11 and 0 until the playoffs last year. And those one score games already and two to start <laughs> so regression to the mean easiest thing that we saw this coming. Like you said, um, Minnesota Oh, and two, they got LA coming up next week Two desperate Oh, and two teams, Philly battle of the unbeatens in Tampa Bay next Monday night. So I don't think anybody <laughs> had that one, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a, all, all for this game. So we'll transition over to the Sunday slate, and we'll lead it off in just how everybody drew it up. Kansas City, <laughs> Jacksonville go way under. 17-6, to six, you got two of the top quarterbacks in the league. What was your takeaway from this? Uh, the Chiefs do not look right right now. No, they don't at all. Um, and it's it's unusual to see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey not on the same page. I mean, mm -hmm. he was targeted 10 times, only brought in four of those, I believe. Um, very unusual for that to happen. The Jags should have been closer in this game. It should have been a closer game than this. 
And then the, with the under, it's one of those things like you, all these games that you expect to go over, it seems like this is how they go. They're slow. The teams don't score and execute. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how that seems to happen to us all the time. Like we're so sure, oh, this is going to be an over, and it, it ends up like a game like this. Yeah, I think if you're the Jags, you're you got to be disappointed. Anytime you can hold Kansas City to seven or seventeen points, mm-hmm. you feel like you got to get that one. Uh, Mahomes, I mean, he still threw for three hundred yards. Lawrence, Lawrence was not good yesterday. He kept no. missing throw after throw in the red zone, and it, it felt like Jacksonville was in the red zone for about twenty minutes of real time at, at the end, but they never mm-hmm. could get the ball in the end zone, and they kept getting short kept getting stalled out at the, at the goal line. And then I think Lawrence threw like three balls to the back of the end zone. So not one of their better games in Jacksonville in a spot where they've been, they've had this one circle forever. Um, shout out to Nick fortune in the chat, talking about fantasy football, um, shouting out old fashioned football because yes, get over there. He started Kirk cousins and the Vikings game and shout out to Kirky four touchdowns. <laughs> Um, from here, Kansas City. So Kansas City, Jacksonville, both one and one. Um, Casey Kansas will be City, two and one. So yeah, Kansas City <laughs> has the Bears, unfortunately, and Jacksonville is probably going to be two and one as well because they got Houston at home. So um, do they? Have to, oh, that that game that uh, following weeks in London against the Falcons. I was like, man, they have three straight home games. But yeah, no, that's <laughs> the following week so yeah we start getting some london games here soon which i always love because you can get a little little mimosa bloody mary action start your sunday but before we uh keep talking about these games we got to talk about DraftKings because we're back with another week of football and DraftKings sportsbook is keeping us in the nfl action and gives out great offers every single day new customers can bet five dollars to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner DraftKings isn't stopping here all customers can score an advantage of two new offers every day or every game day in the month of september uh we're looking uh we gave out some look ahead lines uh headed into this next week I, I, I feel like I keep taking the Patriots every week and they keep breaking my heart. But Belichick owning uh, owns the New York football Jets, especially Zach Wilson. Like he, he makes those quarterbacks he goes. So I'll probably take the Patriots again. Hopefully they don't break my heart for the third straight week. Uh, football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now. Sign the code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official uh, sports betting partner of the National Football League with the code SGP. And if you have a gambling call problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. State restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time, get over there. Uh, I was at a ball game this weekend, the Backyard Brawl. Got my tickets over at game time, and you know I waited. It was, seats were expensive, but you know what? With game time, they drop those prices r- right before kickoff, and you get the best deal, killer deals on last minute tickets, a uh, best price guaranteed, and you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped while you have want to have fun at these games. You don't want to be worrying about all your finances, go, trying to get. You just go to the game, watch football, drink beer, eat a hot dog, and have a great time. 
Do so over at Game Time. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the uh, Game Time app, create an account, use promo code CFBX for $20 first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, we were all over this next game in our week two uh, preview. Buffalo goes, gets a revenge, and they they took it to Vegas here. 38 to 10. Bills do what they do best. They beat beat the shit out of the bad teams and then lose all these close games. Uh, what was your takeaway of this one, Jay Mark? No, just that they got the job done like, like they should have. They didn't make those silly errors. And was there an easier bet this week than the Bills and the Cowboys cover? I mean, parlaying that just yeah. seemed like easy money. Yeah. No, I mean, the Bills, the Bills, like you said, such a smash spot. This is a Vegas back-to-back road spot. They had to go to Denver Mile High, and they got that win. They were Everybody's telling them how good they were all week, and you knew they were just going to walk into a hornet's nest at Buffalo Field with all those crazy Adam Pelletiers jumping through the tables. I mean, I got the stats <laughs> pulled up. Out, game, out possession time them, 40 to 20. Ran 74 plays to the Raiders, 39. 450 yards of offense to the uh, Raiders, 240. The Raiders did strike first in this game, which was which was uh, I didn't see that coming. So, um, same for these two. Yeah, for these two teams, the Bills will go one and one, and they will head to DC next week for the undefeated Skins. So we'll see. Uh, and the Vegas Raiders up next have the Steelers coming to Sunday night. Um, this game, it depends what number you got it at with the total. It's uh, if you got it at forty-seven, obviously it went over. Um, but yeah, they or uh, the Bills cover, and they are on to one and one. All right, next up on the slate, this one was a little surprising to me. Cincinnati is zero two once again. Baltimore gets it done. Panic time in Cincinnati yet, J. Mark? Well, everything I'm hearing is that Burrow re-aggravated his calf injury, and if he ends up missing time, I think it's panic time. Um, I I don't know if this team can win games without a healthy Joe Burrow. I mean, he's not healthy now, it doesn't seem like, and they're not winning games. So when he's going to be off the field, I think they're going to lose, have, or I guess be at risk of losing more here. Yeah, I... I I didn't get rushing him back for week one. Right, I think Agreed. everybody said everybody everybody saw that his calf was not not right, and now all of a sudden this thing could get really really ugly. The Bengals, it's crazy. They they went back to back divisions. They they go to a Super Bowl, but right now they got to be the worst team in the AFC North just from the two games we've seen. Yeah. I I don't think it's very close. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some will make the argument for the Steelers after that week one shit show that they put up. But yeah. I think that was more of just the Niners just really dominated week one. So I, I think the Steelers are going to look much better tonight. And so, yeah, I agree. Bengals are looking like the worst right now. They're going to have to turn it around quickly because we know how competitive that division is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on the other side, Baltimore gets to 2-0. and Um Lamar, he looked all right. He was getting the ball out. Goes for 24 for 33, 237, two, uh, two touchdowns. What do you think about Lamar so far in this new offense? 
Yeah, I mean, it looked like he started to put it together in the second half here. Um, seemed to start slow again. I, I was at the in-laws' cabin, and uh, we have a family league this year to try to get some of them into fantasy football that have never done it. And my father-in-law has Lamar, and he was complaining, well, he looks like shit again. He's going to sit on my bench next week. So he went and took a nap and then woke up, and I was like, hey, he threw two touchdowns at least. So um, <laughs> just slow going. And uh, he looks like they might be starting to kind of put it together. But I don't know if this offense suits Lamar the best. I, I guess I'm still waiting to see – him flash off any type of like, oh, this is going to be an MVP season or anything like that for him. Yep, I agree. And, you know, um, but at least they're finding ways to win games while they try and find themselves. I do I do question still the fit of Lamar in the system, but uh, so far so good for the Ravens 2-0. Got the Colts coming to Baltimore next week, so they'll try and they'll have a real good shot to start 3-0 here. For the Bengals, uh, they got a big one next Monday night. They got the L.A. Rams coming to town. Another doubleheader we got next week um, for Monday Night Football. This game, I hit the over, 27-24. And if you had the Ravens on the money line and, and had the points, you were a winner. So, good win, Ravens. Bengals, you got to get that thing going in the right direction. Speaking of a team that needs to get some things going in the right direction, the L.A. Chargers drop another close one. Tennessee, Mike Vrabel gets it done as a dog. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Frust the Chargers are so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, and this all came down to they just could not stop Derrick Henry. That's the only thing they really needed to do to win this game, and they couldn't They couldn't do it. I mean, I guess on offense they couldn't really get out of their own way either, but the main thing here was you, you've – push it into overtime, you have to go into overtime, and you just can't stop Derrick Henry. You know they're going to run with Henry. Uh, make Tannehill beat you. Make Tannehill beat you over the top, see if he can do it, because I don't think he can. He has not looked that great this year, um, including this game, even though they got the win. So I, I don't know what they're doing. They're supposed to have a good defense, but they've not shown that to me anyways. That seat's getting ready to get really, really hot for uh, Brandon Staley. Because they yeah. – I mean, they – Owen, too um, – yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. Herbert, once again, stats look all right. Goes for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. But the win's not there. Another another close loss for these Chargers. Um, the over did hit in this one as well. Looking ahead to next week for these two teams. Um, the Chargers go to Minnesota, two desperate spots. Tennessee gets the one-and-one, one, and if you got them on the money line, you won. Uh, Tennessee, interesting one. They go to Cleveland next week. How much do these Chargers miss a guy like Austin Eckler, J. Mark? Oh, huge. Um, that's huge. I know a lot of people thought Josh Kelly, myself included, because week one he looked pretty decent. I thought he'd be able to step in there and help them enough, but he could not. The replacement value was not the same. Um, they need Eckler on that field, and they need him healthy. So hopefully that ankle heals quickly for him. Yeah, oh, hopefully it does heal quickly so because they, they need it and they need to start getting in the wind column so that they don't fall too far behind uh how about seattle seahawks <laughs> we gave that out on our uh uh we were on that uh we were sorry i can't talk we were on that pick on our preview show last week get it done 37 31 start fast uh furious detroit lions run at the end but gino gets it done in overtime both teams one and one classic letdown spot for the lions wasn't it j mark <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I mean, neither one of us thought they were 
going to win this game um, because that's just how it works. You know, you, you had all, all off season to prep for these chiefs. You only had one week to prep for the Seahawks and it just didn't seem like it was going to be a, uh, a victory for them. Kind of looked like the same old lions where they, uh, they start slow. They rally a little at the end, but they come up short. Gino actually looked good. I was worried after week one, how he looked against the Rams thinking, Man, that was just one season that he looked good and he's done, but he looked good. I, I mean, he got picked up some yardage on the ground. He threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. I think the Seahawks are going to be just fine. And and whatever it is with Geno, he likes playing this line team because last year they went to Detroit, won 48-45, 37-31 this year. Points, points, points. I think we keep betting overs with the Lions, man. I Their defense is bad. That 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 was one of yeah. my biggest takeaways. They can't they can't stop a nosebleed. So um over or under on that one was forty seven. Hits easy. Lions uh got another home game next week. Atlanta two and comes to town. Seattle, on the other hand, goes back to the great northwest and Carolina will come to them on a short week. Seems like a good spot to back the Seahawks potentially again with the long trip on a short week for Carolina. But uh, we'll talk about that one later in the week. Moving along in this slate, we next up we got oh this game was disgusting. Colts get it done, thirty-one <laughs> twenty against the Houston Texans. This was never a game. Colts kind of just kicked their ass, didn't they? They did. They did. Um, you only think it's disgusting because you thought the Texans were going to pull this one out. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, it's disgusting. As soon as Anthony, end. Yeah. yeah, as soon as Anthony Richardson went down, I thought, all right, this is going to be a game now but Minshew came in and had no issues I mean and CJ Stroud he looks okay 384 yards two touchdowns but he's throwing the ball more than any other quarterback so far through two weeks and I don't think that's how you win with a rookie quarterback they need to get that ground game going Damian Pierce couldn't get anything going Devin Singletary I mean they just they their run blocking is terrible and they need to fix that first and then the the, the wins will start coming i think they just they need to get that fixed yeah um the colts have an identity they're they're going to run the ball that's kind of what yeah. i've taken from the colts the first two weeks um but while the texans can't run the ball so that's kind of been the difference between these two teams Demico Ryan's 0 and 2 to start his career in Houston and for Houston, like I said, they go to um, Jacksonville next week. So they've always had Jacksonville's number for some reason. We'll see um, if they can give them fits once again. Indy, on the other hand, gets in the win column, gets to one and one They go to Baltimore next week. Um, yeah, and I think we said enough about this game. Uh, <laughs> before we continue in this slate, we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets because win bigger by uh, betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform, player props, game lines, research any NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea with the Hall of Fame's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to hit uh, – Rates broken down by each leg, as well as expected probability of the entire parlay. Sort out all the players by hit rate and see which ones have the best value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with the Hall of Fame to uh, craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off the first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. 
We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy because it has a way to play alongside your favorite uh, fantasy football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and you want to win real money. Um, and all you're going to do is watch along, make your picks, and maybe a little bit of cash with Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign-up code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're back on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Week 2 recap talking Packers-Falcons. What a game. The Falcons are 2-0. Uh, get protect home field. Shout out to the Falcons. What'd you take away from your bitter rivals in this one, J Mark? Well, when they uh, started off the game ahead, I was going to be sick that the Packers are going to be two and zero. Jordan Love looked like the. I mean, he didn't look that great, even though they were winning. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So <laughs> I'm glad that they lost in the end. Um, I, I think the Packers really missed not having Aaron Jones there. I think that was a, a big thing for their offense. But this Falcons team, I mean, I, I like I like the Falcons team. They wear the defense out by running the ball, running the ball, and running the ball some more. They're tough on defense. They, they show up when they need to. And this is kind of a fun team to watch. I mean, I know they're not the most electric team you see because they're not doing all the passing that everybody likes. But – um, they got some bruisers, and I, I like watching this team. They run the shit out of the ball. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. Uh, <laughs> Bijan goes 19 carries, 124, 6.5 yards to carry Algier. Not as, as as effective as he has been, 16 carries, 48 yards. Ritter still a little bit up and down, but he made enough plays, got the ball to those talented backs. Um, but, yeah, I, you hit the nail right on the head. This Falcons team, if you, if you can't stop the run – Good luck, good luck beating them, man, because they're just going to run it and run it some more. And then when you think they're done running it, they're going to run it again. So that's the Falcons in 2023, a throwback team. Them and the Titans are like the same, and that's why Arthur Smith worked for Vrabel. Uh, Green Bay goes to one and one, drops to one and one. They finally go back home for their first opener, um, and they're going to take on New Orleans, who will be on a short week. Atlanta goes to Detroit. And, J. Mark, this there's always one or two games a week where it's really important you get the better of the number. Because what, when we did the show, what, the, the Green Bay was laying one point, one and a half, then it flipped mm-hmm. midway through the week, and then with the injury news, goes all the way up to three. Um, yep. What did you think of that line movement? That that, that was one of, that was probably the crazier line, one, line moves of the week, I would say. That was crazy. It made me a little nervous that we were on the Falcons because usually you see that type of line movement and it goes the opposite way. You know, the team that was originally uh, yeah. favored um, wins. So glad to see the Falcons pulled it out, even if it was a little uh, hectic at the end there. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no, that's great comeback. Falcons 2-0 and for the first time since the Matty Ryan days. <laughs> All right, Jay Mark, we got to talk Chicago Bears. Uh, Bucks. Wait, do we uh, have to? <laughs> yeah, I think we're contractually obligated to. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the positive side. Shout out to Baker Mayfield, 2 0 in, in his new home with the Bucks. He's, he, once again, it wasn't pretty, but made enough throws, competed. They're 2 0. Um, I know you did not miss a play in this game. You, you watch your Bears week after week. What was your takeaway from the Chicago side first or, or 
the Tampa Bay, get the Tampa Bay out of the way, and then I'll let you vent about your Bears. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I was on Baker as a sleeper in fantasy football because I thought he'd be able to do some damage with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and he's done just that. He's looked pretty good. Um, and Mike Evans is just – he's a beast no matter who he's matching up against, even if it is a piss-poor secondary like Chicago. So, Bucks have something going here. I know <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I know a lot of people – thought that they were going to be one of the lower teams on the totem pole. I don't necessarily see that being the case. I think they're going to continue to be uh, aggressive and they're going to continue to compete in these games. As far as the Bears, the lack of effort is terrible. Um, you never want to hear that one of your wide receivers, Chase Claypool, spent the week apologizing to his teammates due to his lack of effort. You're paid millions of dollars. You should never apologize for a lack of effort because there should never be a lack of effort. I know he got a touchdown, but he also missed a bunch of plays. Um, the defense, they can't tackle. They're, they're too focused on punching the ball. It's like, let's go back to fundamentals. Let's just fucking tackle somebody. Our, our backfield did have – our defensive backfield did have injuries, so there was that. Um, and then Fields, I, I don't know. He's so hesitant to run. I don't know if he's worried about getting injured or if they've told him don't run unless you absolutely have to, but he seems like he's almost being overcoached and it's it's becoming a negative impact on him. Yeah, I've four carries for three yards. I mean, last year he was a – you could pencil him in for a 70-yard run each week. Yeah. It's – uh. It's it's starting to get to the point where Fields feels needs to start making some strides. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's last year it, the line was bad. They addressed some of that, got some more weapons. But now it's year two, man. You got to start seeing some strides. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, in a couple more games like this, I'm going to be saying, hey, we got Tyson Bajant sitting there. Let's see what he can do because he yeah. looked good in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love it. Preseason, baby. That's why you got to – only the NFL gambling podcast where we give out NFL preseason <laughs> picks. Uh, the Bears are 0-2, and my God, it doesn't get any easier because they go to Arrowhead next week where they're almost a two-touchdown dog. Uh, Jay Mark, you'll give it on the money line. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Bucks, Bucks are going to be a, a, a touchdown dog at home in the Battle of Two and O's on Monday Night Football with the Eagles coming to town. One of the two games set for next week. So, shout out to the Bucks. Good win. Um, it was hot down there, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, very hot. I think they said ninety-eight degrees with high, high humidity. Oof. Yeah, no, it, it looked out on TV. Uh, the overhit as well, and the Bucks are two and zero ATS, and the Bears are zero and two. All right, we were let's go to a team that avoided getting to zero and two because they were able to rally from twenty nothing down. Gave me a nice ten to one live money line hit. The New York Football Giants. I guess wins a win, right? Yeah, I mean, if you erase their first six quarters of this year and only focus on those last two, they look really good. I mean, Dan, yeah. Dan Jones finally dropped the Daniel and went back to being Dan Jones um, in that second half and rallied the troops. But uh, also it was the Cardinals. I mean, if this was any other team and they were down that big, it would have been a much better payout than 10 to 1. But it's oh, yeah. the Cardinals. So, um I don't know if we can take this as a, as a sample of, hey, the Giants are going to have turned it around already after a pitiful week one and a terrible first half in this game. So I, I would still be concerned if I was Giants fans, a.k.a. Kramer. 
I agree with you. And honestly, that was a home game for the Giants. There were there were no yeah. Cardinal fans at that game. Cardinals are two and zero though uh, against the spread. They've actually, I will give that team credit. That team has actually been feisty. They they play yeah. hard. They're just not talented. <clears throat> um, what do you think of Dobbs? I I thought Dobbs he made some plays. Obviously, he had the big run, ran somebody over for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, do he, you think you think they ride him the whole year? I think so. Um, I, I mean, maybe it. I didn't <laughs> say maybe at some point they want to see what they have in Clayton Tune, but I don't think so. I think they go with Dobbs. And you're right; he has made these offensive playmakers that you kind of thought they're they're not going to do anything, but he's made them semi relevant, right? I mean, your Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, um, and so and even Michael Wilson. So maybe I mean Dobbs is kind of giving that fire everybody else. Uh, the organization's like, we're tanking. And he's like, eh, not me. I'm going to keep trying to get a new, jo- another job here. Yeah. No, I, I, he's doing a good job for, for, for what, for what he's dealt. I mean, the limited mm-hmm. weapons, uh, Arizona, Owen two, another close loss. They play Dallas next week where they're probably going to get drilled. Uh, I think they're, their close losses are going to run out here. Giants have a short week. They go. They're going to stay out west, go to San Fran, um, and take on those Niners. Tough task here, short week. But uh, the Giants will stay out on the west coast. Um, speaking of those Niners, they were able to get it done, 30-23. to 23. And if you had the Rams, shout out to Sean McVay for kicking a field goal at the horn to cut it seven <laughs> to, get, to cash it uh, plus seven and a half. A little bit of a sleepy spot for the Niners yesterday, didn't you think? Yeah, or, or maybe these Rams are better than we think. I mean, they that were they, yeah. they creamed the Seahawks in week one, and uh, I think they just started a little slower than they should have against the Niners. But um, Matt Stafford looks like Matt Stafford again. I mean, I don't see him uh, as this old injured guy that's not getting the job done like last year. And shout-out to Puka Nakua, who has broken the rookie record for um, most catches in a game with 15 and most catches through two weeks with 25. He's been really good for them, and I'm excited to see what happens when he and Cooper Cup are both on the field. Yeah. No, I, I – what do you have, 15 targets yesterday? Yeah. No, 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 sorry. Or he had 20, 22 20, targets. 20, yeah, 20, 15 20. catches. 15 yeah. catches, 147. Look like Cooper Cup out there. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, these Rams with Cooper Cup gets back. Maybe, they, like you said, if they could stay healthy, they're so front-loaded with the way that they just run their organization, giving up all their draft picks. But they still have good players. Aaron Donald's good. Stat- also, Stafford's pretty pretty damn good still. Uh, goes for over 300 yeah. yards against that talented defense. But Niners still still the class of the league, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, though, their their approach so far. Um, they said they weren't going to run McCaffrey into the ground. They were going to kind of temper that because they know his injury history. And he's been basically the sole running back. Elijah Mitchell has seen nothing. So that that's kind of sticking out to me. I They got to be careful with that. No doubt, especially with his injury history. Um, but they a quick week, quick turn. They got the Giants coming to town. Um, and then these Rams will go to Cincinnati uh, for Monday Night Football next week. Moving along, and there's another 2-0 team in the National <laughs> Football League. It's the Washington Redskins, baby. Um, 
I can't believe they won this game. I'm not going to lie. When they went down 21-3, <laughs> I said, well, one and one, we'll go, we're going back home, get ready for Buffalo. They That defense really stepped up. Um, Chase Young was back, Montez Sweat, John Allen, Deron Payne. They got really good players on the on the perimeter, too, and McLaurin and Dotson. And, and, you know, the young quarterback, Sam Howell, he made big-time throws in the second half. Maybe the, the B-enemy dynamic, I think, is, is working so far. He, Sam Howell almost goes for 300 yards. They haven't scored 35 po- points more than once in the Ron Rivera era, so I'm not used to us scoring all these points. Uh, what did you think of Sam Howell yesterday and, and, no, he, and these skins, man? Yeah, he looked good. Um, I think he is proving that he can lead this franchise. Uh, you know, he's not the the sexiest quarterback as far as, as making plays like a, a Patrick Mahomes or these things that, you know, these quarterbacks that everybody's comparing to now, like, well, Patrick Mahomes is this. But he looks good. He looks like a franchise quarterback that can win games. And um, Brian Robinson also looks damn good. Uh, yeah. and, and what a story from last year. He got shot and made his comeback. And he did okay then, but it seemed like Antonio Gibson still kind of had the backfield. And this year to take over like he has, I mean, it's it's been refreshing to see. I was big on Brian Robinson. And, uh, yeah, I, I think with those – with Sam Howell, if he can keep throwing the ball like he has been and Brian Robinson running, um, this this offense is going to be hard to stop. And like you said, their defense, I know they gave up 33 points, but some of that was a little fluky. Um, but the defense, if they can keep getting seven sacks every week like they did this week, I, this commander's team might be one to watch for. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm as optimistic right now as, as I've been in, in a while. 2-0, uh, got to work on batting it down this week. Talk about your bad beat <laughs> that you had because of that Hail Mary. How the hell did that ball get to him? I don't know. I yeah, I did a uh, like an in-game bet for the uh Rams to cover a I think it was 10 at that time spread. Yeah. The Cowboys to cover 19 and a half. The Commanders only had to cover two and a half and I thought it, there was a cash out opportunity. I'm like, eh, they they're going to cover this two and a half. They were up big by that time. And then the Hail Mary, I'm like, are you kidding me? How how do you let that happen? Just knock it down to the ground. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, they this this is a weird game, like you said. Denver j- jumped out, and like I said, I was like, "Oh, we're we're getting blown out today, twenty-one three, mile high. We're, we're sucking wind." And then the Skins outscored them thirty-two to three over a two-quarter period. It, it really was one of the weirder games. Let's talk about the other side. We, uh, I, I'm going to keep touting at two and zero. I'll keep saying it, but there's big time issues on that other side. Broncos zero and two, both games at home, and you lose to. Vegas and Washington, that's about as bad a start as any team in the NFL, I would say. Yeah, it's it's definitely not good. Um, I had hope that they – I mean, I thought they were going to turn it around some this year. I thought Russ was going to turn it around. And 308 yards is not bad. But, again, some of those big fluky plays, it, take yeah. those out and he's less than 200, right? Um and then he ran for 56 yards. If you're Denver, you can't have Russell Wilson be your leading rusher. You just yeah. – you can't. <laughs> you're not going to win games that way. No, and, and like you said, his stats were a little inflated because of the Hail Mary and then the fast start. Um, but they were gifted that schedule to get Washington and Vegas at home and then you yeah. don't win either. Um, at worst, you got you got to go at least one and one. But 
uh, Washington goes 2-0, and and they got Buffalo coming to town. Let's go. Get, if they beat Buffalo, I might be saying Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> uh, Denver on the other side, they're 0-2, and they got to go to Miami now. <laughs> Good luck, man. They, they're, they're staring 0-3 right in the face. So. Agreed. Uh, times are not good. Sean Payton and, uh, and uh, Russell Wilson there. Speaking of times uh, that are good, times are good in Dallas right now because they just absolutely annihilated another New York team. 30-10. to 10. Uh, What was your takeaway from this game? I'm just, unfortunately, I think Dallas is pretty good. Yeah, I think so. And Dallas now 70-10 to 10 against New York teams this year, um, which yeah, is crazy. But, uh, yeah, this defense is very good. Um, I still have not been super impressed with the offense, though. Uh, aside from CeeDee Lamb, it just kind of seems like they're so-so. But at the same time, they've gone against two teams where they've gotten a decent lead and they just need to go through the motions in order to close the game out. So it'll be interesting to see how they hold up once they get into a competitive game. But maybe with that defense, they don't have many competitive games. I don't know. Yeah, they're um... – I mean, Zach Wilson struggled yesterday against that defense. 12 of 27, uh, three interceptions. This box score looked a lot like that Buffalo uh, Vegas box score. Dallas yeah. wins the time of possession 42 18, 83 to 46 plays, more than 200 yards of offense uh, compared to the Jets. Um, I think I'm with you, though. If there's a weak link on Dallas, it's Dak. The rest yeah. of the team is really good. D- Dak was good yesterday, but I still don't trust Dak, especially in a big game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you take out CeeDee Lamb's 143 yards, nobody else really did much with Dak. I mean, Pollard ran 25 times for 72 yards. That's less than three yards a carry, so that's that's not very good. I know the Jets' defense is good, but that's supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in uh, – NFL. So I think they got to they got to figure out a better pace on their offense or something if they're going to beat these bigger teams in the the uh NFC. Indeed. And Dallas goes to Arizona. They'll be trying to go for uh 3-0 and to start the year. On the other side, the New York Jets got their old pal coming to town, New England Patriots who absolutely own the Jets. So um they got to figure some things out offensively with no Aaron Rodgers. Do, do you think there's any hope of Zach Wilson? No, I mean he yeah. he's the same quarterback he was last year. He's there's a couple games where he looks good, but otherwise he's just so hit and miss and uh, throwing interceptions when he can't, he shouldn't be or can't. You know. No, I agree with you. All right, let's wrap it up in week number two, Sunday night football, and so far the most impressive team in terms of what they've been able to do on the road, the Miami Dolphins. Go into Foxborough. This is a horrible spot for them, having to come back from L.A. They go all the way up to Boston. But, hey, man, that Tua and that offense are rolling. Tua goes for 250 yards, uh, one touchdown. Mostert, really good on the ground. It's a hell of a win for the Dolphins in Foxborough. They never win there. Yeah, absolutely. And what a dramatic finish with uh, Mac the Jones lateral. completed the pass. Yeah, got lateral to, I think, an offensive lineman. And his knee came down, and the ball was just short of that first down. That that would have been really interesting to see them continue down the, down the field. Um, of course, I was sitting on a, a decent ticket where I needed a waddle 
touchdown. And I was hoping maybe he could shake off the concussion before uh, and the Patriots would score and then he could go down the field and score. But didn't work out that way. And you're right. The Dolphins have looked impressive. And I think as long as Tua stays healthy, they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah. Were you surprised that they overturned that? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I didn't think there was enough evidence to overturn it at all. Um, I get what they were saying of, well, you can see kind of right here, but it, again, it was a kind of, you couldn't really yeah. see it. Um, so yeah, I was pretty surprised. I agree. Uh, what's your takeaways from Mac Jones uh, and Bill O'Brien's offense early on? He He's, last night, go. it's kind of up and down, 31 to 42 for 230, a touchdown. He looks a lot better than last year, but Still still missing some throws, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't believe they've thrown the ball that much, though. I mean, I know they've been behind in some games, but I know this is a new offense. I know Bill O'Brien wants to spread it out more, but you got to think that this team wins by running it down your throat with Ramondre Stevenson. Agreed, yeah. And it'll be interesting. We've seen New England start slow these last couple of years, I think, They've gone one and three to start the last two years, basically the post-Brady era. Um, they've been losing these early home games, but maybe, like you said, they turn their identity more into a ground-and-pound team and kind of just go basically with how the weather's going to change here. It's going to start getting colder, which means they're going to start reverting back to that kind of smash-mouth football uh, style of play that we're talking about. Um yep. But they're 0-2. They lost two home games to two good teams, Philadelphia and Miami. Um, but they got to go get a win. They got to go to New York and get off that 0-2 skid. And for the Dolphins, they uh, they got Denver coming to town. So great opportunity to start 3-0. and And like you said, things are good for Miami right now as long as Tua stays healthy. Yeah, for sure. All righty, let's dive into week four. Um, or Real quick, we'll recap our uh, look-ahead lines to week number three. Um, or week, sorry, week number two. Four out, four out of the ones did not move um, that we were, that we, um, that we gave out. But Miami was minus three and a half against Denver. We gave that out. That's up to six and a half. Dallas was minus seven and a half against Arizona. And that thing is up to 12 and a half. So hopefully you got on the right side of those. But, hey, let's go. Let's dive into week number four um, because it's here, man. Week three starts, but yeah. we're looking ahead to week four. So what's going to be your first one you're going to give out um, that you want to get ahead of? Yeah. Um, first one, Rams are a one-point dog at the Colts. I know the Colts just had a nice win against um, – the Texans, but I think this Rams team is going to be competitive in their division. I think they're going to be too much for the Colts, and uh, Puka Nakua is going to have another big game. So I like catching the Rams as a dog right now because I wouldn't be surprised if they're fav- favored by next week. I like that. Uh, I'll go. I'll go to Tennessee. I'm getting the Titans as a four and a half point dog against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I- Maybe wrong teams even favor, but I think that thing's definitely below three by the time we get to kickoff. So I'll get it before that line moves. So I'm in with the Titans um, at plus four and a half. Yeah, and that's crazy knowing that Burrow may be looking at missing time, that the Titans are four and a half point dogs. Yeah, great point. So if Burrow does miss, then Tennessee's going off as a favorite. But even if Burrow's there, that thing's on the other side of three with the way those two have played. 
Agreed. Um, my other one I got here, Vikings one-point favorites against the Panthers. I know the Vikings are 0-2 right now, but they still have a lot of talent, and I think Carolina is still working on kind of finding their identity with Bryce Young as their quarterback. Uh, I don't think Vikings are only favored by a point. I, I think this is more two and a half, maybe even three by the time we get to the game. I like that one as well. Um, what's San Francisco? I know it's a bigger number, but San Francisco always just annihilates these bad teams. That thing sitting at minus 10 and a half. When, by the time we get to that thing next week, I think that thing's going to be two touchdowns. Games in San Francisco, yeah. extended rest. I'll take the value here that they're going to just choke out the Cardinals. That's That's the right term. <laughs> There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. Last one here. Um, okay. I'm going to hopefully reverse jinx this, but uh, Denver only a one point favorite against Chicago, the lowly bears who will be and three limping, limping to uh, face Denver. Denver's going to be a, a three point dog by then. Everybody's going to say this Bears team's worse than the NFL. So give me Denver to cover that spread and maybe <laughs> I'll reverse jinx it and the Bears will win a game. <laughs> Love it. Love the reverse jinx. It worked for me yesterday with Denver. Yeah. I, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my final one, I'll go to Sunday night. Kansas City's only a two point favorite against the Jets. I like the Jets defense, but with that offense, for what I saw, I think that thing will be. Four, four and a half, five and a half, maybe even six. Uh, that line was there when Aaron Rodgers was there. Aaron Rodgers is not walking through that door. So I'll be on the Chiefs minus the two. I don't know. He did say doubt him and watches what he'll do. <laughs> He's going to go in the darkness of a retreat. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. That's our week four look at headlines. We'll see how those things flip. Uh, by the time we get there next week, we'll recap that with uh, week three recap. Jay, Mark, and I are back Wednesday to do week three morning picks and uh, preview preview that morning slate or early afternoon slate, depending on what time zone you're in. But before we get out of here, Jay, Mark, tell everybody where to find you. It's Monday night. Yeah, find me at Jay, Mark Football, but also find me over at Old Fashioned Football. We're doing waivers tonight. Start sits. We've been killing them. Um, and that's on Thursday, so check us out. Yep. You heard it first. Go check out the old-fashioned football. I'll be over there tonight. Uh, Find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Um, Go check out the college experience. College basketball previews are starting here soon. College football obviously is going. Uh, Good luck uh, with whichever side you're betting on Monday night. we got two games. I love the doubleheader. Um, But we'll see you guys next week, or we'll see you Wednesday for uh, week three. Good luck, everybody, and let it ride.